in the name of Jesus. If I asked you a simple question this day, if I asked you if you believe in God, you would all say, sure, of course, Reverend, I believe in God. Come on, what kind of question is that? And you would respond with such vim and vigor and fire as if that's the most important answer. Yes, I believe in God. But it's not. It's not the most important answer, not quite. So let me ask you another question. In which God do you believe? See, the answer to this question is is huge. It's ginormous. It's a bigger deal than whether Brooks Kepka will win his third U.S. Open later today, or whether the U.S. women's soccer team will win out in the World Cup. So, which God do you believe in? Which God do you trust Which God do you look to for all of your good, for salvation itself? You can't just say, God. That doesn't cut it. You need to be more specific. You see, Christians believe in the one true God who is three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God in three persons, three persons, one God, Trinity, triune. No other God than this one true God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why the Athanasian Creed emphasizes all of this. It says, whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold Hold the faith. What faith? That we worship one God in Trinity. The creed goes on, whoever does not believe it faithfully and firmly cannot be saved. I remember many years ago, right out of seminary, first question I get from a new confirmation, adult confirmation student, had to do with the Athanasian Creed. And there's probably a few questions you had from that, and and I'm a little more seasoned now, so bring them. Email me, text me, whatever you got. There's a lot of good stuff in there. But his question was this, hey pastor, we have to believe in the Trinity, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be saved? Yep. Except I was younger then. I went, um, yeah, I think so. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's study that a little bit more. It's really pretty simple. There is only one God, and he reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, period. Why is that important to you? Why must you believe that he's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit if you hope to be saved? Here we go. The triune God, as revealed from Scripture, is not about Himself. 
all other gods are. As we talked a little bit last week and the week before, you become a god unto yourself when you put yourself first, your wants, your desires, being a bad daddy. But the one true God, the triune God, is, well, he lives outside of himself. He is focused completely on you, on taking care of you through the bodies of your parents. No, 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 no. He created you. Through the Good Friday body of Jesus, the Father's Son, He redeemed you. And we hear in our text for today, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. Or how about this one? You know it well. Or perhaps you've seen it. At every World Series and Super Bowl and other sporting events, that crazy joker guy with a big sign that says, John 3.16. You want to say it with me? For God so loved the world that He gave... Did you catch the most important part of that verse? You probably never thought about it this way. He gave. God gave. Gave His only Son. That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how about this one? For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. You see, God the Father created you, God the Son redeemed you, and the Holy Spirit now has rebirthed you. The triune God is all about gifting you, giving Himself, giving His life, His heart, and His divine and saving name to you and for you. He exists as God to be God for you and for your salvation. Now, it's one thing for God to be God. However, it's quite another thing for God to be God for you. You see, that makes all the difference in the world. God is God. However, the big deal, the big U.S. Open and World Cup clincher is that he promises to be and work as God for you. Do you catch that? He's not a God who sits up somewhere with his treasures and his empire beneath his feet and just says, yeah, just, just bring it, right? Sometimes those of us as dads fall into this trap. Here I am in my recliner. Give me the remote. Get me a beer. Get me a burger. Do what I say. Her, 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 her. It's not how a true father acts. True father, according to our Father in heaven, is one who is most concerned about you and desires to open up the storehouses of his wealth, the vastness of his empire. And not just invite you in through those gates, but to seat you there with Him at His table. To move you even up to the head of the table and to feed you with all that He is. You see, that's exactly what this Trinity Sunday and today's texts are all about. 
Isaiah, for whom heaven is now opened, holy, 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 the the triune praise that is, is, is wafting through the rafters. Isaiah, who's a man of, of unclean lips, and yet who is forgiven, atoned for. Maybe some of you dads don't feel like you're worth some of the praise that you receive today. And to be fair, I'm with you. We don't. But by God's grace and mercy, by the work of the one true God, through the work of Jesus Christ. There is such goodness, such wonderful things that he gives. You see, a God for you faith is now a faith that saves, which is why we use the Athanasian Creed and, and check it out this way. In our gospel text, Nicodemus, right, sneaks in at night to speak with Jesus. Remember, Jesus is actually the Son the second person of the Trinity who is conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. We've confessed that already. He's God in the flesh, or as we like to say, he's God with flesh on. That's the whole assumption of flesh. Pay attention to that. And he is there now. Jesus is there to be God for Nicodemus. So naturally, the conversation regards salvation. And so Jesus says to Nicodemus, truly, truly, amen and amen, I say to you, unless one is born again, which means literally now from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus is like, what? What do you mean, Jesus? I'm puzzled. Does this mean I have to crawl back inside my mother's babe, my belly and, and gestate for nine months? And perhaps you think that way too. Are you like Nicodemus? Are you a do-it-yourselfer, born-againer? So, then be repented. Be faithed differently. See, Jesus speaks of divine salvation that comes as a complete donation. He speaks of how sinners are passively saved by God Himself, how sinners are brought from the darkness of unbelief and damnation and into the light of faith and eternal life as pure gift from God Himself. You might remember, well, actually, no, you probably don't. You had nothing to do with your natural birth, did you? It was a pure gift from the Lord. So, too, you have nothing to do with your spiritual rebirth for salvation. Which is why Jesus goes on to say, truly, truly, amen and amen, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Did you catch that? Born of water and the Spirit... It's all about what the Spirit does and gives, not you. Let's take that a little further. In the beginning, the very beginning, do you remember who was vigorously at work with water? Do you remember who was hovering over the water? The Holy Spirit. And then the Father spoke the word, let there be. And that was a Genesis moment. It was a birth. It was the birth of the world as pure. It was a Holy Spirit-wrought gift. All of it was through water and the Spirit. And, and then Adam and Eve, well, they ruined everything with their idolatrous rebellion. And you probably know the story, don't you? Genesis chapter 3. And now fast forward from that because original sin now saturates all of us. The sons and daughters of Adam and Eve can't give themselves rebirth. 
Sinners are not capable of that, no matter how hard they try. Sinners cannot give themselves a salvific rebirth. Jesus says, that which is born of the flesh, the sinful flesh, is flesh, an original sinner. And so, being born again now takes a divine miracle. It takes an act. It takes a gift of God. Born of water and the Spirit, Jesus preaches. He connects the problem way back after the beautiful creation now to what He has come to give. And not just Himself, but He uses the word we. What we testify. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if you're picking up what Jesus is throwing down to Nicodemus, your rebirth, your salvation involves water and the Holy Spirit, and and you know what that is, don't you? We keep it front and center. It's your baptism. You see, born again for salvation, not from below, but, but from above. It's the Spirit's work, the Spirit's gift completely. And you, you're not in control which is where we fall down, right? Sometimes as dads, sometimes as moms, sometimes just as sinful people. We want to be the God who has control of everything. We want to say how it's going to go and how it's going to be, but it's just as Jesus says. The Holy Spirit is like the wind that you can't control, but rather you simply passively receive or suffer Jesus says, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again, because the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes, so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And St. Paul, later, if you remember your catechism, echoes what he learned from Jesus in Titus 3.5. He, God, saved us by the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Again, that's, that's baptism. And so you, you are born again. And not only that, you are born from above. You are born of water and of the Spirit. The Father has created you. The Son has redeemed you with His holy, precious blood, His innocent suffering and death. And the Spirit has now rebirthed you and given you the very salvation that Jesus won for you in holy baptism. All these gifts from the triune God. Thus, Trinity Sunday is all about the triune God who is God for you. He's won your salvation in the crucified Lord and Christ Jesus and has delivered that salvation and given you rebirth and renewal in the water of holy baptism. So you know what? Blessed be the Holy Trinity. Let us give glory to Him this day because He has shown mercy to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.